0: I um, want to start off by congratulating the Kansas City Chiefs on their world championship, uh, Mr. Hunt, uh, Coach Reed, Brett Veach, and their entire staff. You know, it, It's hard to watch the Super Bowl when you're not in it, but obviously there's a lot of bonds that tie us with that organization and that team, and um, just want to say congratulations as we start off. How, um, how essential is it to get Carson Wentz some wide receiver help? We're always looking to add weapons and help for our quarterback. You know, it's a big part of our job is to try to surround him uh, with playmakers, uh, protect him, of course, um, and so that's something that will always be a focus as we start an offseason. Have now, you, you made a decision? Like no. Have you made a decision about Jason Peters? And going under Yeah, I think as it pertains to all of our free agents, you know, I think it's important that as we go through this process, we keep an open mind with everyone and try to figure out as we get more information. A big part of this week is accumulating information. That's what we'll do here. You know, Obviously, when you're talking about Jason Peters, you're talking about a Hall of Fame player, a Hall of Fame person, someone who's very special to us and you know, played it at a really high level last year. So um, we'll go through all those decisions this week, and that will kind of be my stock answer as it goes to every free agent we kind of talk about here. Have you learned, though, with players of, of that magnitude, I guess, in the franchise's history that you kind of have to deal with it a little differently than other players? Well, oh, there's no question. When you talk about guys that are historic players in the National Football League, guys who are going to the Hall of Fame, guys who are going to the Eagles Hall of Fame, um, those guys are special people and special players, and you don't have a lot of those during the course of your career. And, and so you try to make decisions first that are best for the football team and at the same time have, have respect and appreciation for what guys have done and, and uh, what guys have done going forward and are going to be part of your organization for a long period of time. You talked about uh, needing an infusion review if you've got 10 draft picks, which is more than you've had in a while. Do you expect Double the amount to, uh, that we've had over the last two Do you expect to use 10 draft picks at yeah. You know, I think there, there's two parts to that, Paul, when we sit here. I think the first part is that when you look at the teams who've won the Super Bowl, there's also veteran component to the team. So we're not talking about a total rebuild. We're talking about a retool period and injecting some youth. Um, we got a lot of highly paid players on our team, good players. That's why we paid them. And so you have to supplement them with some good young players. And then we know that in the draft, no matter how good you are, there is a hit and miss rate. It's just the nature of the beast at that. And so the more draft picks you have, the better chance you have on hitting on guys, and, and we really haven't had those. Now, we did it for a reason. You know, we, we sacrificed the draft picks because we were in a win-now mode, and fortunately we won. Uh, but at the same time now, some of the repercussions for that come forward, and we've got to make tough decisions. So as we sit here, we'd love to say that um, we're going to be having ten picks. But there were moments in the last two drafts where there were guys within reach. Hey, John, what's going on, buddy? Uh, this is going to be great. Um, that, uh, that we'd want to move up, and we just didn't have the ammunition to do it. So um, if there's a guy still that we thought was incredibly highly valued and we could go up and go get him, we couldn't take that off the table. There have been, there have been drafts in the past couple of years that have been particularly deep at certain positions, running back in 17, defensive line last year. You didn't take guys early. Thanks, buddy. You didn't take guys early in those drafts. Did you learn anything about that as it pertains to receiver this year? Yeah, I don't think necessarily it's a mistake not taking guys early in the strength of that draft because what happens is guys at other positions fall to you because of that, and that gives you an opportunity to still get value. At the end of the day, you got to take the right players. you know. And so when we look at back at those drafts and uh, maybe some of the decisions that we made, Maybe when you go into a draft thinking, hey, I'm going to come out, and you mentioned in 17 running backs, uh, you go into it thinking, this is such a great class, I'm going to get one. And then maybe you you kind of have this in the back of your mind, I'm going to come out of the draft with that position. And then as it gets later in the draft, maybe you're trying to force some things. But uh, I think what we've learned about that is that sometimes there are drafts that you can't really, there's not a rhyme or reason. Sometimes there's drafts where you go, hey, it's a great running back draft, and so we're going to get a guy later than we thought. And sometimes, in that situation, guys are going, I'm going to get the one I really like and make sure that if it's a historical class, this is a guy I really like. Where do you guys- I don't know if I answered your question. but Howie, Howie, Darius slide Jr. is on the market. Are you looking to trade for him to improve your quarterback depth? Are you looking to get me fined for tampering with another team? That would be the question, yeah. Uh, we're not going to answer about any players on any other teams. You know, it's our job to explore everything. Um, we are going to look at everything, um, trade market, free agent market, the draft to improve our football team. When, when did you said get younger and uh, faster on the roster, how do Alshon and Deshaun Jackson fit into that? And considering the injuries they had last year, do you feel like you can count on them next year to be contributing players? Yeah, again, we're trying to balance. We have good players who are not 23 and 24 years old, and when you look at who's winning and even when we won, you're going to have players that are still in their prime that are 28, 29, 30, 30-plus 30 that can contribute for it. Um, When you talk about kind of that position as a whole, I think it goes back to my first answer. We're always going to look for playmakers. We're always going to look for guys uh, who can help coach who can help Carson um, And we'll just kind of have to figure out how we're gonna all fit everything into the puzzle What's the timetable for Alshon's return from his injury? We're not gonna get into any timetables on injuries But I think when you talk about Alshon the most important thing for Alshon is getting him healthy as quickly as possible you did in 2016 to get Wentz. What do you think in today's world it would take to move up, say, from 7-1 to uh, in the draft, and and what's the risk of mortgaging a lot of the future with draft picks when you do that? I think it's kind of catch-22 when you're talking about the quarterback position, because it's really hard to win unless you have a great quarterback, and uh, you could have a really great team built around that guy, and if you don't have uh, the guy um, that signal caller, it's hard. Um, But you got to be right, and uh, so I think uh, I'm glad that we're not in that position right now to think about what would be the right compensation and uh, just kind of focus on how we can help our quarterback get better and surround him with better players. Hey, how many ones hope. would you think? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. depends who you're dealing with, it'd be tough. How, well, where do things stand with uh, Malcolm Jenkins? I know he, he openly has said that he wants a new contract before uh, taking the field again. Where, where do you guys stand with that? Malcolm's been a great player, a great person for us. You know, as it relates to contract negotiations with all our players, those are things we will try to keep in house and um, you know have honest conversations with all our players. How, what's your What's your process for evaluating past drafts, either personally or as a staff? How How do you go about doing that? Yeah, I think they're great learning tools. Uh, at the same time, you know, you got to look at some of the things that maybe you overvalued, some of the things you've undervalued, how the game has changed, what things are happening. Um, I think you go back and you look at, at a draft like 2012 um, at the quarterback position, and maybe there were guys who went later than they would at a time like now because maybe they were unique at that time. And so you're not probably not getting a guy like that in the third round anymore where maybe you got them. You know, I'm proud about the fact that um, some of the greatest players in Eagles history are part of our draft classes. You know, some guys who are going to go to the Eagles Hall of Fame. Now, can we do a better job? There's no doubt about it. And uh, we're going to do whatever we can to do a better job. But um, there is some projection involved in taking guys who are 21 and 22, changing. Their surroundings, putting money in their pocket, changing their system, changing their scheme. So, you try to the best of your ability take the guesswork out of it. Um, but we've also seen some examples where, you know, some of maybe the projections we had have to change based on some of the success some guys have had. We talked about at the end of the season. Um, meeting that we had with all of you guys that sometimes things change and you got to look at it from a different lens and and continue to grow and learn and get better. For the third straight offseason you made significant changes to your medical and training staff. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that a reflection of all the injuries that you guys have endured over the last three seasons? Yeah, well, I think the first part about it, um, when we talk about some of the people who left, Shireen decided not to renew her contract. Uh, She's got family on the West Coast, and she decided to move back to the West Coast and appreciate her work and wish her well. Um, Sean Hull's contract expired as well, and we had a unique opportunity. I think that um, we had the need, and we got two guys, and Tom and Ted, that we're very excited about that we think are going to be huge additions uh, to our football team, and we got to look at anything we can to get better. You know, uh, we owe it to our players, to our coaches, to our organization, to our fans, to find ways to get better. And I feel like we're very fortunate to get those well, two guys. Be in charge of their respective uh, departments. Yeah, Jeff, that's a great question. You know, uh, everyone in performance mm-hmm. and strength will report to Ted, and everyone in the training room will report to Tom. I just, you you, have many you mentioned Dr. Donotas. Uh, he was going to evaluate during the season your whole training and mm-hmm. rehab process. Can you tell us anything about that evaluation, what he found that needed to change? Yeah, I think we wanted to step away from it. That's why we didn't make changes right away um, or add anyone right away and uh, kind of get a fresh lens because obviously when the season ends, uh, you're disappointed that the season ended. and um, We've had a lot of injuries the last couple of years. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I take responsibility too for the things that I can do better there. Uh, But I think when we looked at it and saw the opportunity, some people leaving and the opportunity to get people that we think are going to be really outstanding for our football team, we thought it was a no-brainer. More free this offseason to sign free agents who uh, qualify for the draft. I'm free to sign free agents. Concerned about in the past. Well, mostly last year. I think because we had ten picks over a two-year period, we sat there and felt like, and, and we paid Carson, and we have a lot of highly paid players on our team. We felt like we needed a year where we knew we were going to have double-digit draft picks. And so, you know, I look at it that um, some of those guys that we released during the season—they're good players, and they were good players. Um, for the teams that they went to after they came to us. But for us going forward to have those picks and to know we had those picks was important Just sitting here now and feeling like we're gonna have 10 picks and um, we need that amount of guys. Uh, now, when we look at it, I think the scenario changes a little bit in terms of if we can get the right free agents. We're not in a mode now where maybe we try to find the undervalued older guys that we try to find the last couple of years. And um, going forward, we're trying to build this over a period of time. We're not kind of in this one-year window. We talked about it again in January about looking at this 2020, 2021, 2022 in this three-year period of getting guys who are part of it, Um, I guess kind of similar to how we looked at free agency in maybe 2016 and 17. In in 2021, you don't really have uh, many – players that are scheduled to become unrestricted free agents. I think it's just Malcolm, really, as far as the starters go. Does that free you up maybe to be able to spend more this offseason and you know, knowing that you have that situation coming up? Yeah, I think the one thing we got to be careful of is the amount of cap room we have this year and then how it's affected next year and the years going forward because we don't want to be in a position where we lose flexibility totally by doing that. So um, we're hopeful that if we go into the free agent market that maybe we're signing guys that are more core guys than more one- or, one or two-year guys and we look at it from building our team over a two-, three-year perspective as opposed to just kind of this one-year window. From a scouting perspective, how how can a team use GPS tracking to measure speed in addition to the drills that you guys have here? Uh, I think it's a great resource for us. It's not the end all be all as we look at it, but being able to get that shows play speed as much as it does just track speed. So um, when that kind of matches up like any decision, you know, we talk about it a lot. We want the tape to match up with the numbers and we feel really good. If one of those things isn't equal, maybe that you know, changes the resource we put on it. So it's the same with the GPS data. A couple more questions. As, a, as a follow-up to what you were saying about free agency, is it is it fair to say that the approach is going to be different this offseason and you'll be more willing to kind of get involved in the top of the market free agents as opposed to what you've done the past two years? I think what would be fair to say, Zach, is that um, over the last two years coming off the Super Bowl, we had a different amount of resources going forward, and we were looking at our team building over that 17, 18, 19 period, and we knew uh, 20 that we were going to have to kind of change that a little bit. So now we're looking at it over the course of a window. Not that we don't want to win this year; we desperately want to win this year but more over building this team over 2020, 2021, hopefully 2022. It's hard to look three years out, really, but uh, keep our eye on that. So I think that maybe changes the complexion of some of our decisions uh, this offseason. That is different than coming off the Super Bowl or coming off, you know, losing to the Saints in the divisional I mean, round. a significant investment in, in Andre Dillard first round? I mean, how can you allow him to sit for another year if, if you do have plans of bringing Jason Peters back? Andre getting that experience um, certainly at left tackle was huge for him Um, we're very confident in his abilities to be a really good player but it's a good problem for us to have that we have a lot of these offensive linemen that we think are good players and that can play you know it's an all line deficient league and I think we feel fortunate that we have these good options and that it's not the flip side where we're trying to figure out what we're going to do going forward on our offensive line that we have a lot of good options to choose from how involved were you in the search to fill out Doug's staff? You know, that's all Coach Peterson. Uh, he makes those decisions at the same time, just like when I'm hiring a staff member or promoting a staff member. Uh, I want him to interview him, I want him to get to know him because we're all in this together. Um, and so well, that's kind of how we roll on everything. If I'm hiring somebody uh, as part of my staff, they sit down with Coach Peterson. Um, but at the end of the day, I gotta have responsibility for that decision, and it's the same when he's hiring anyone. You know, he's gonna make that decision, but um, you know we get a chance to sit down and, and talk a little bit. But it's all based on his perspective and what he's looking for. All right, thanks, guys.